What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Up Show. My name is Gio Garcia. The League's Cup final is over. Messi won it. The script writers didn't have to work that hard because Messi did did his job. Messi did what he was supposed to do, scoring 10 goals in seven games. It was insane. You knew what was going to happen, but even when it happened, you were still surprised. Here to help me talk about all that, we got Justin Ruderman. Justin, how you doing? Doing well, man. You put it perfectly there. Um, just you expect it to happen, but you're still shocked it happens because it's like, you know, of course Messi is the best. Of course he's going to go win, but he can't actually win every single game, can he? Well, he has so far. <laughs> he has, which is it's just, it's just crazy to like just to see a witness. I went to the PKs and all those different things, but just the lead up up to it. And I know, you know, there's always going to be that debate, right? Messi versus Ronaldo and all, and all those different things. But the one different, big difference for me right now is Messi has scored in every single game he's played for Inter Miami. I don't think Ronaldo has, right? And this is not me trying to bash on Ronaldo. I think Ronaldo's obviously a goat in itself as well. But I think I don't know because we don't watch, we don't get to watch the Saudi league, right? We obviously we're definitely definitely a lot more biased because we got to watch MLS more. But just seeing him be able to score in every single game and how he's done it every single game has just been impressive. And, like, I don't know, like, it's, it's just – it's in, in a way, it's cool to see and it's good to see, like, a player of that caliber play in this league because I think it, it doesn't matter if he played in the MLS or he could be doing this in the top five leagues in the world, you know? And I, I don't think it, it really would matter necessarily where Messi was would be playing right now. He would still do it to any other team. Yeah, I, I think that's, I mean, that's what everybody's talking about, right? Is is it that MLS defending is so bad or is it that Messi is that good? And I think uh, it's both. Um, you know, Messi would do this to anybody, right? He would do this in any league in the world. He has consistently done this in any league in the world. Maybe not scoring in seven games in a row. He's only done that a few times in his career, but he has done it a few times, right? That tells you. So it's... And you combine it with, yes, MLS defending is lower level. We all know that. And hopefully uh, it will incentivize MLS owners and, and general managers to spend more on defenders and, and you know, bulk up there. Um, but I've always called this uh, on my Upper 90 channel and everything. I've always called MLS the League of Bangers, right? Because I think there has always been a lack of defending at that top of the 18 right around that area, which is where a lot of uh, stunning goals come from. And I also think that we have the, the, the best league, the best position, excuse me, in the league is attacking midfield generally, which is not exactly where Messi plays, but he drifts into those positions. Um, and so when you combine those things, you're going to get a lot of great goals. And I think Messi is proving uh, when you have all of the skill that Messi does as the greatest player of all time, you can score those goals almost every game. And that is what is uh, incredible to see. And I think, yeah, as you say, it's what we've been waiting for for years. We've all wanted Messi to come. We've anticipated that this might happen. Um, and even though even the lofty expectations that we all had are being exceeded, which tells you just how great he is. Yeah, no, no it's just it's, it's just insane <clears throat> to continue, even just to go to, on that goal. Like he, he had such just a tight window to do. And I think, just to be able to do it and how impressive it is. There's like, you're like, no way he's going to do it. No way he's going to score, right? And he, and he continues to to do so and watch this. And also, too, like, 
just on the other side, it also brings up, obviously, like there's always going to be now this debate, right? MLS versus the Saudi League. Obviously, MLS can't compete with the, with the amount of money Saudi League and the Saudi government is doing to to build up that. But I, you know, I do always, oh, I do kind of wonder if we potentially in the future have an MLS. I know we don't want to do these all-star games or anything like that, but like would it MLS versus Saudi all-stars be intriguing or would that be something um, that would we want to see, right? Because there, there's that debate now that MLS versus Saudi, that's right, like the next the next biggest league or whatever. Obviously, I think the Saudi has more players, so you expect them to be better, but I think we still got to see how this all pans out for them because we, I think when you're throwing so much money I don't think it necessarily turns out to be good. Most of the times you still have to have some solid infrastructure. And I think it's too early to tell, like, look, we could just see kind of like Chelsea's not doing so well. I think Newcastle, we've seen what they what ha- was happening at PSG. But we also, we've also seen when you spend a lot of money like Real Madrid and, you know, at a time Bar- Barcelona did it, when you have that solid infrastructure, it tends to work out pretty well. So I think I think it's early right now with, with Saudi, what Saudi is doing. And I'm very intrigued on how potentially what what the future is between MLS and Saudi or, or if there if there is even a future I don't know what your take is or what you're curious about between those two between the two leagues yeah yeah well he had two questions there I'll answer the messy one first because of the yeah the, the defending on that goal was was incredible right it was not poor MLS defending there were four guys glued to Messi and he still found an inch of space which is just incredible because and you say well if there's four guys somebody's got to be able to you know get a foot and block it right well, no, because you can't get that close. You can't foul him because if you foul him, he scores the free kick, right? So it, it's just like a double-edged sword. It's impossible to defend him even if you're glued to him. So uh, great point there, Gio. But uh, as in terms of MLS versus Saudi, honestly, I just don't see the reason to try and compete with Saudi. I don't think it's like I, – I see the reason why everyone's comparing them, obviously – but in terms of, of competition, the way that MLS is structured, the way that uh, MLS is trying to build is not remotely the way that Saudi is trying to build, right? And I don't think that there's any um, way to for these two leagues to compete. As you say, MLS is never going to pay the type of money that Saudi is going to pay um, for transfer fees or for contracts. So Saudi will be able to, to buy these top players that are um, coming in, you know, and Amrick Laporte just went to join uh, Ronaldo and at 29 years old, he's still, in my opinion, one of the best defenders in the world. So you Saudi will be able to get those players, but then you look at the infrastructure from top to bottom in Saudi, and I don't think it's nearly what we have in MLS. Um we're, when we're talking about you know the bottom teams to the top and we're talking about throughout the teams the depth of team the quality throughout uh the league is is less so i think when you're talking about uh like if there were to be an mls versus saudi all-star game that you brought up saudi would absolutely destroy the mls all-star team right because the the top players are much better you you have your roberto Firmino's up top and you have your amrick laports at the back like that is much higher than um mls level outside of of course messi and so that will always be the case but if you look at top to bottom if you put a leagues cup together for example of these teams you would see that the the bottom teams um and teams who are not the you know four or so top teams in in saudi that can spend um ridiculously so 
are are not the same uh, level, right? So I think it's more about the league to me in MLS and MLS is trying to build in youth and development and um, trying to be a development league and they can, uh, you know, be, be that way for South Americans and now young Europeans to come over and get back into the top way in Europe. So I just think uh, the way that these leagues are is structured is very, very different. Yeah, no, and that's that that to me is was what I also thought. There's only there's only going to be room for certain teams to be successful in the Saudi league. I know they're because like yeah, you like all, all right, they're going to spread the love with all these different Saudi leagues getting their players. But I feel like Ronaldo's Al Nassar and it's clear Al Halal who got Neymar. I think those are going to be the top two, and I don't think there's room for any other team to be as good because it right there's only one champion. There's only room for one champion. I know there's talks about but them potentially joining Champions League and all these different things. But I feel like I want to see how this works out for them because I don't know. Like, I obviously, MLS infrastructure is a lot better because we've we've seen it, right? They're, they're, it's very more – it's a very conservative approach. Um, and uh, the Saudi seems very – the Saudi League seems very aggressive and very exciting. But uh, like to you said, like, from top to bottom, it's not as even in the MLS. It's a little bit more conservative. Even though, even though I think we want them to be more – we we like to see MLS be a little bit more more aggressive now that the, the the foundation has been built. I don't think for the Saudi just yet, the the foundation has been built, and we'll have to see how, how that pans out to them. Um, but yeah, let, let's move on. Let's let's talk about obviously the League's Cup final, Messi winning them, Nashville being there. I know you had tweeted uh, last week about like Nashville not complaining or I forgot. I don't, I don't remember the word for word. Maybe you can help me out with your tweet. They weren't talking about the roster rules or restriction. Uh, I think you brought up a great point because they're not, they weren't complaining or no, nor should they about the roster rules heading there to the final after beating Monterrey and heading there. Um, and it shows that they, they can still compete, right? Even with these restrictions that I know, I think, LAFC head coach Steve Sharondo had brought up, um, you know, I guess just elaborate a little bit more on your thoughts and then obviously on Nashville making it to the final. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, the tweet was basically just like interesting how uh, Nashville were able to beat Monterey with the same roster restrictions that LAFC has, right? Um, and yeah, of course, it's tongue in cheek, but there's there's truth to it. And that's why uh, it is tongue in cheek because there it's it's honesty as well, right? Sure, there are um, disadvantages for MLS teams. We all know this, and and the complaints are legitimate. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that you cannot beat these teams. That doesn't mean that it's impossible to win these games. And when you're up 2-0, as LAFC was, clearly you have the ability to beat that team, right? So it's it's not about roster rules once you're up 2-0, and that's what we discussed last week on the pod, right? Because, um, and that that's the key part. Yes, MLS teams are at a disadvantage. We all know that, but that doesn't mean it is impossible to beat them, um, especially the, including those top teams, right? Monterey can be beaten. Club America can be beaten. Tigres can be beaten. Um, even if you are at a disadvantage, you agreed to play in this competition because you know that they can be beaten. And there was a reason that the two finalists were MLS teams. Yeah. No, and it, it gets interesting. I also kind of wonder too, because like, look, if we're going to be honest, the Liga Mekis teams were to a disadvantage with all the travel and all these different mm -hmm. things, but they did sign up for this tournament. I kind of almost wonder, like, moving forward for next year, like, should this have should this have this in Mexico or should they have this in one location so it's fair for all the teams? And you know, you can travel. You can only you're playing in one state or you're playing in one region of the country. 
instead of traveling all over. And I guess I kind of wonder what would be the solution because you don't want a team like, obviously it was unfortunate for what happened to Monterrey, but like you want to see the teams at the best, at their best, be at their best health-wise and be at the best mental-wise and everything, right? That's why tournaments like the World Cup, you know where it's going to be every four years, right? And if League's Cup is going to be that tournament here, or if that's what they want to make it, I think you have to hear all the complaints and all those different things because, look, it, the first year is not going to be perfect, but if you don't improve this tournament moving forward and certain things like that, then, you know, and you have these flaws, I don't think you can continue with these flaws that the, the, the League's Cup tournament has um, in its first year, and I assume it's only going to get better. But what are your thoughts? Do you think they should have it in one certain location, or what improvements would you want to see? Yeah, well, this is an interesting topic, very important, and I'm concerned about it as well because of recent comments from Don Garber in which he said that it cannot be uh, hosted in, uh, it can't be a joint host in multiple countries. It's got to be in a single country um, logistics-wise, right, because of travel and things like that. Um, traveling across the United States is already like traveling across multiple countries, obviously, but um, that that is already difficult enough. And he's saying that, you know, it, it is not going to be hosted in joint countries, which to me is the only real good solution, because I don't see this tournament being hosted solely in Mexico. I don't expect that to happen. Um, and even if that does happen, that gives, you know, Mexican teams an advantage, right? Which is fine if you do it, you know, bounce it back, you know, one year, the next year and this and that. But I think that the best solution is just to host it jointly uh, in Mexico and the United States. You can use, you know, the southern parts that, that are close. Use Texas, use California, right? The, the closest parts to Mexico. Um, and I think that's the only real solution because I think if you host it solely in one country, that's never going to be a solution. Um, and more to the point, I think that the organizers of League's Cup are always going to choose the United States if they're going to choose one country. Yeah, no, you're right. I think even if you like, you have Tijuana, they could probably use that stadium. Yeah, they have Juarez, they have their stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it has to be it has to make a little bit more sense. I think the whole the whole traveling thing just to me was just right. You had Leon going from like Vancouver and missed flights and everything. It just has to be more organized, better, and I think that it will. And I think that's my thing. And I think. If it's just like the southern states or if it's just hosted in California or hosted or whatever, I think it's going to make more sense um, because I think the travel thing was an issue. And, you and know, I think you, I think when you have a tournament, you don't want that many complaints. And there was a lot more complaints than I thought there was going to be. And to be one of the easiest ways to do this is to simply make those knockout stages neutral venues right put the put them in in texas california and and mexico you have you have the regions just like you did in the groups but rather than making monterey travel from la to nashville to you know etc all over the country that those are long flights have all of the knockout stage games in neutral venues uh in those areas and yeah i understand that you want home fans to be able to be there and that would be uh the thing but I, I, you know, it's just a point that there are ways around these type of issues um, in order to joint host it, because I think joint hosting is the only uh, real solution here. Yeah, and I think even how they do with nations, like how you can have those back to back games on certain stadiums, right? Like we saw Mm -hmm. like, right, the back to back games. I think I think that would be like you get you get two games for the price of one or whatever. And I think that would entice more people and you get more fans. Uh, to get to those venues, obviously. So, yeah, we'll see. I, I definitely, that's one of the things, one of the things I would like to see improve with this League's Cup tournament. tournament. 
Um, I think the officiating calls has to be a little bit cleaner, a little bit better. Um, yeah, because like especially with technology, it should not take that long for these calls and all these technical issues that they were having back and forth. I think it should be a little bit more cleaner on that aspect. We look, we even saw at the Rose Bowl when it took forever to to, to get that call or whatever. And even that's not specific to Leagues Cup. We're, that's we're, that's more of well, a, a football issue, right? Well, what I was saying, like that, that shouldn't just happen though. That they, they should be like more, more of those things should be prepared. I think even with uh, just uh, with America, that penalty, like he was off the line, but it should not take five to ten minutes to get that call, right? So I think those are the things that I, that stick out to me, because if I'm just watching this game as a fan or anything like that, like those calls, in my opinion, should be called a lot sooner than later, you know. And I think th- th- those things are are what takes away from the entertainment. And then that's what I doubt that into my opinion, adds doubt into fans um, into a tournament like this and, you know, just different things like that. And I think when you want, look, you're never going to get it perfect, but those things are things that could be cleaned up and, and you, and you leave a lot of that doubt in fans that this tournament is not good or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think those things could be cleaned up a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. I think like those things are the the VAR, the time. Those things are uh, universal in football. It, you know, any league, any competition. I don't think they're specific to leagues cup in any way. Is my, is my point. Um, I think that you know those things can be cleaned up in in every competition. MLS, uh, Premier League, like wherever it doesn't matter. Uh, I think that that can be cleaned up. But in terms of leagues cup, yeah, the, the hosting is is what is specific to leagues cup, right? Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, let's let's move forward. Let's talk about obviously no games this weekend. We had Hurricane Hillary, which just rained out. I wasn't too worried about it to be honest, because I was like, we had an earthquake. I didn't feel the earthquake. Usually, I feel the earthquakes in LA, but for whatever reason, I didn't. I don't know why. I but yeah, I don't know if you did. So no games for either LA teams uh, this weekend uh, because of that makes total sense. Um, I think LAFC got theirs move to this Wednesday. Is that is that correct? I think they're going to play this Wednesday. Um, and then I think Galaxy got moved there to like October something. Um, so a lot of, a lot of games moving on, uh, moving around. Uh, but let's talk about LAFC a little bit. Because um, looking at Nashville, you got to think, at least for me when I was thinking, I was like, you 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 have to think like, man, LAFC could have played that. We could have, we, you and I could have saw this final here at BMO Stadium or anything like that. But obviously, look, they, that that happens more. Monterey got the best of them. They have to move on. They play Colorado this Wednesday, and then they play again. Charlotte, they play against Charlotte. They travel to Charlotte. And then next uh, Sunday, September 3rd, they have Inter-Miami coming in. So three games, three huge games, back-to-back games. Um, what, what are your thoughts uh, uh, on these next three games, um, what LAFC has to do to come back from that and now focus on just the season, MLS season? Yeah, I mean, returning to MLS play, right? And I think uh, it's it's Western Conference time, right? This is the race. It heats up now. I think there's about four teams, really, when you look at it. LAFC, St. Louis, uh, Salt Lake, and Seattle uh, are the four, to me, that are really in that race for the, for the top of the Western Conference right now. Uh, it's going to be a very good race. But now LAFC gets to focus solely on the Western Conference race outside of, of course, that Campionas Cup. But really, your your sole focus is now, it's not about CCL, it's not about Leagues Cup, it's not about Open Cup. All of those are out of the way and out of thought process, um, which is not true, of course, for Salt Lake, who are still in the Open Cup. They, they still have that distraction. So 
I think that can help LAFC. I think uh, the rest, obviously, uh, 12 days rest after League's Cup. Uh, you know, we saw how the rest benefited them entering League's Cup. It can it could benefit them in a similar way uh, once again. And then, uh, you know, it's single single game weeks are really important, right? LAFC is playing every weekend rather than twice a week as they had been doing for the vast majority of this season, which uh, allows them to train, to have more rest and recovery and things, which can be really useful when you have players like Giorgio Chiellini and Carlos Vela who need that rest. Yeah, no, it's gonna it's gonna be good. It's gonna be interesting. You know, we're gonna see how they bounce back from that, and obviously, rest is always helpful. But um, yeah, I think that the way it ended for them it has to be in back of the mind they want to get they want to get over that sooner than later um and hopefully this one's that they can do it uh because yeah like you look they got re- reinforcements coming in what are, what are your thoughts on, on the players that they just they just signed uh obviously we saw gonzalez uh play against monterrey i mean i don't think that's a fair assessment we need to see more of him I know he did an interview with LAFC and it t- talked about, you know, like him exciting, wanting to score goals and be impactful for his team. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on, on the new signings for LAFC and what we could potentially expect? What, what do you expect from them? Yeah, I think Krastev um, and Kike are definitely uh, bench role players. They're they're coming off the bench, but they're going to you know have have roles in which they're expected to contribute. Krastev um, showed his ability with his goal on debut, right? Um, Kike should be av- available and ready to play on Wednesday. He is in Los Angeles. He is visa everything sorted, um, so he he'll be available, ready to go. Um, another Uruguayan winger for LAFC fans, uh, which which will definitely be interesting. Uh, and then Mario, of, of course, is the big one, right? He, the the big Tam signing, the number nine, who um, you expect him to come and score goals. How quickly he can adapt is uh, going to be the question. Um, I think that he is definitely a a true number nine poacher goal scorer, and he will put goals in the back of the net. It's just about um, him adapting to the LAC system, fitting in players, learning where he wants the ball to be played um, so that he can uh, beat his defender to the ball, which I think is one of his biggest uh, strengths is simply if he is in the same spot as his defender, he's going to go beat that defender to the ball every single time uh, and put it in the back of the net. So I think that's what you should be looking for, for Mario. As you said, uh, the Monterey game, his first game, it's uh, he was just thrown in there because he, you know there was no Vela and they needed somebody uh, with some pedigree up there. And it wasn't his best game. We all know that, but it was. Uh, he, he needs time, and so we'll see. But I, I have high hopes for him for sure. Yeah, because I mean, everybody's been wanting, wanting to get uh, to get to know him. Uh, wanting, there's big expectations from him <clears throat> to score goals. And I think anytime you you, you want a player to score goals, it doesn't get. Uh, it doesn't get easier from him, and right as a number nine, that's what you're expected, and that's what you want to do. Um, just to go back a little bit uh, on the standings here, so obviously we got LAFC in second place with 37 points. Um, St. Louis is obviously, you know, they're they're up number one, 44 points there. Obviously, we look at the bottom. You got Colorado with 19 points, and the Galaxy, uh, LA Galaxy, with 22 points. Let's talk about the Galaxy. Um, do you think they can make the playoffs? Um, they're nine points away from the ninth seed. It is possible, but I mean, I know they got Fagundes. They they signed Mario Bar- Barrios, um, and I forgot who else they signed. But they got good signings that they they probably could have used at the start of this year. Um, but is it too late, or is there hope for for Galaxy fans? 
Yeah, Mayu Yoshida, Billy Sharp, uh, a couple you know additions, and I Billy think Sharp, that um, when you're talking about uh, their transfer ban, Wilkins has done. Uh, I'm assuming Wilkins is doing the major work behind the scenes, but um, has done so, uh, impressive work. Right, this is a very impressive transfer window from Galaxy when uh, they have a transfer ban. Right, to bring in not only this number mm-hmm. of players but the quality of players um, th- throughout. So I think. Uh, it will definitely help them. I think their their goal is obviously to make a run at those playoffs. Still going to be a very difficult task, though. Um, when you're sitting that low in 13th, it's just you have to fight with a lot of teams. You're already that many points back. There are enough games to get it done. But to me, it's one of those things where it's like if you're nine points back in 10th place, then I think you can pull it off. But when you're nine points back in 13th place, there's just so many teams that you're fighting with. Um, points got to go to somebody, right? And so it, it becomes a very difficult task for them. Yeah, look, I think, well, let's see. Let's go. One, two, three, four, five, six. So they got 12 games left. Yeah. 12 games left. Obviously, we don't think they're, I don't think they're going to get 36 points. Um, in, which, of course, they have a, game, but. a couple games in hand on the people in front of them, right? Which is, which is definitely helpful. Um, but it, it, yeah, it, it's possible, but it's just very difficult. I, I don't think it's likely at all. Yeah, I, I like the signings, and I think what we've seen from Will Kuntz, and I think I, we kind of expected that from what obviously what we saw with the LAFC. Mm-hmm. I think even with that ban, he's been able to get these players. Now, I think unfortunately, you're gonna have to start to look to next season if the, if does if doesn't pan out. Um, but yeah, I like this. I like the signings that they're getting. And I like the the roster. This is what should have happened in the start, the start of the year. You should have got these type of wingers, these type of players. Um, look, I think they've been a, a, a unlucky with the health, with the health of some players. Uh, you know, Ricky Pooch still continue to me is one of the best, if not the best, mid central the midfielder in this league, and what he's doing there. And I think also too, you got to you got to think about his future. I know there's rumors that. He may not be here after this year, and I don't blame him. I, I don't blame him, and I, and I wouldn't be surprised if Ricky Pooch leaves after this season, because look, what he he re, he I don't know if reviving his career or is a, is a, is a, is a word we want to use, but he looks like he enjoys a game again, and I think that's one of those things why he got he left Europe because he wasn't enjoying the game with everything his situation what what happened in Barcelona. And I think when a player when a player finds love for the game and enjoys his life playing the beautiful game, then he's happy all around. Then you could go bounce back, right? And I think yeah. we've seen players come to MLS and go back to Europe, and I think Ricky Pooch is one of those players that I think if I would have assume if I had a bet, would this would be his last season with the Galaxy, last season in MLS? And I think he goes back to the top five uh, up there, and you know I think the the Galaxy will have to <laughs> rebuild a little bit more. But I think if Wolkunt is doing these moves. Uh, I think he definitely could attract more more players to the Galaxy next season. Yeah, I mean, it'll be very interesting. Uh, I think Vanny said something about he he's very committed or something like that, um, referring to Pooj. Uh, I don't know the, the ins and outs of, of his contract and that, um, but I would be surprised if he left um, just because, I don't know, you know, he, he's been good in big games, right? He's showed up, but overall his season has been um, not not incredible, right? It hasn't. I don't think that he deserved to be an all star, and I said that at the time. So uh, he has what seven goal contributions in MLS play this season, I think, if I'm not wrong. So 
yes, he shows up in big games and yes, he's an incredible player. But if I'm in the top five leagues looking at him, I don't know if I'm really thinking like, let me go get Ricky Pooj. Oh, you can get him from, from, from a, for a steal. You yeah, know, if he's well, but that's the, that's the thing. You like, can get Galaxy him for a steal. Galaxy aren't just going to let him go easily, though. That's the point, right? I kind of want to say that I don't remember his contract, so I don't want to kind of speak on that because I don't really know. But I think did they sign up for two, three years, or was it just two years? I don't uh, remember. Yeah, th- what well, what through through the end of next season? Through sorry, through, through the end, through the end of season? sorry, through the end of twenty twenty five. He signed a three and a half year contract. So he has he two more. He has two more years on his contract after this, which, okay, which is well, why Galaxy have no incentive to sell this at the end of the season. Okay, well, never, well, well, never mind. Yeah. Okay. But I thought for some reason I was thinking, you know what? I might have got mixed with Chicharito's contract being. Uh, Chicharito's is over. Being, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I might have got uh, confused. So if he's till twenty twenty five, okay, then that makes things a little bit more complicated. But. Okay, then I could definitely see him staying or potentially being loaned out if he if he wants to go back to Europe. Um, but yeah, no, the, I think that'd be interesting. But yeah, I think a player like Ricky Pooch has so much to offer, and you know, we'll have to see. Still young though, right? Like he he can spend another year or two in MLS and then go back, right? He he's, he's still young, so um, yeah, he's only twenty four years old. But I feel like he's in his prime right now and i think if he he can't have another year like he did with the galaxy you know like not playing games not playing not playing in the biggest tournament in mls and all these different things even though like you know i think it has to like if 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 i'm in his situation i want to try to play as many games as i can if he's still motivated he still wants to compete which i definitely see and i think for a sense there is some I, you have to believe that there is some doubt in him that like, hey, if the Galaxy's not getting me these games and I'm not getting all these reps, then that's, it'd probably be best for me to look elsewhere. Well, that's that's what I think it is for for Galaxy, right? They have to build around him. That that was originally the goal and they just failed to do so um, because, yeah, Ricky Pooj would want to be on a team at the top, right? Because if he's, if he's on a good team, if Galaxy are performing, he's showcasing his abilities. He's racking up those goal contributions. He's getting those views from Europe. But when Galaxy are performing poorly, it's not that Ricky Puj is a bad player. He's a great player, but he's not going to get those goal contribution numbers because the the team around him isn't that great, right? So that that is yeah. a, a great point. And also, also when you know, Messi comes into this league, he just sucks in all the air out, and you forget about a player like Ricky Puj who's been solid. You know, you forget about a lot of players, not just Ricky Puj, but like Ricky Puj has to be that much better. His team has to play that much better to even make noise around the league around you know to get that exposure and i think with messi it just makes a situation like ricky pooch a little bit more difficult not saying that he can't get um but when your team is not doing good and you're is it's gonna lead to you not performing well and all those different things um but yeah we'll 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 have to see uh what happens with him but yeah that's 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 gonna wrap things up here i know we wasn't too much to talk about here especially the la teams we'll we'll see what happens here moving forward Second half of the season, a lot going on. LAC got a lot of games. Galaxy is going to try to make it here. So with that, for Justin, this is Gio. I'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.